0: Before we start the show, we just wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for your support. This podcast is a labor of love, and we are so grateful for everyone who has taken the time to listen, to share a praise report or a prayer request, to leave a review, or even
1: share our pod with a friend. You mean the world to us. We recently launched a monthly sponsorship option to help us keep bringing you new episodes. So if you can, please consider subscribing. You can find the link in our show notes. And if you can't commit to a monthly sponsorship, please consider leaving us a review or sharing with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and helps us keep the show going.
0: Thank you so much. Now to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or ain't. Welcome to another family drama-filled
1: episode of
0: Yes, Jesus! I'm Daniel Francesi, and as always, I'm here with my bestie for the restie.
1: Leave me alone, mom. It's Azariah Southworth. <laughs> here at Yes, Jesus, we believe. First families are messy families. Oh, families are messy family. Ain't that the truth. Tell us all about it.
0: (laughs) All right.
1: This comes to us from The Advocate. A church in Norway has conducted a name change ceremony for a transgender woman believed to be the first such church celebration in the nation. Pastor Stein Ovesen led the ceremony for Aline Stellingen and Stellingen... Has been adamant that she is a part of the Church of Norway and that this rite is a part of her faith and her identity. The Church of Norway is the official religion in the country, sort of like the Church of England, which is also what makes it historic. There are still people in the National Church who might object to a name changing ceremony, but Pastor Ovesen told the local news that it was the right thing to do, and it is.
0: Total aside, lots of churches have developed a prayer or a ritual around a name change. It's a great part of affirming someone's identity. If you've ever been through a name change and your church is supportive, it's very much worth asking about. It's beautiful. And now, this is the time of our show for a praise report or a prayer request. If you have a little something extra that you want to thank God for, well, we'll amplify that message and hallelujah right along with you in our praise report. But if you have a prayer request where you just need a little bit of push and a little bit of help, um, we will add uh, your request to our prayer lists. Uh, First, we have a prayer request. This is coming from David. Hey, boys, I love listening. Thanks for sharing your hearts with all of us. I'm praying for strength as I set and keep boundaries with my family and friends who are not accepting of the LGBTQIA community, including me. Some have questioned my, quote, salvation or said I am, quote, under the control of Satan. <sighs> I want peace in my heart and mind, and I know that means choosing to love them from a healthy distance. Power to all the LGBTQIA family who are in similar situations. Love you all. Thank you so much, David, and thank you so much for, even while you're in the midst of your own troubles, uh, sending a handout to our other LGBTQIA plus siblings, letting them know that um, your support is there from afar. Uh, We support you as well, David. This is never an easy thing. Um, My best advice in these situations is you never know what will happen with god can make miracles with anyone you just have to have faith the size of a mustard seed and it's day by day and you could literally move mountains you just have to keep praying and if it means that you have to be away from them that's understandable um but the world is changing there's many more stories being told out there in um art and literature and media and uh song and people are Learning new things every day, so maybe distancing can maybe open up their eyes a little bit uh, in order for you to return in a different light. But we're going to pray for that, and we're going to pray for your strength.
1: We hear that when, when we hear something negative, we got to hear like seven affirmations, right, to kind of wash out that negative. So, David, I just mm. want to say seven times: God loves you. 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 God loves you just as you are, David. So don't forget.
0: Amen, that. David. Oh, as you, that was worth it. Hallelujah to that, and hallelujah (laughs) to this praise report.
1: Do you remember from a few weeks ago, we got a message from Courtney, who was homebound and sometimes bedbound for over two years. She was really struggling with her lack of mobility. Well, I got a message from another listener named Anna who wants to help. So listen to this. Oh,
0: I love this. I love this.
1: Anna says, hi, I freelance and would be able to accommodate to go to... Courtney's house, as she said, she hasn't left her house as well. And if she lives out of town, Anna wants to be able to send her hair care and fashion goodies. And Anna also says, what you do at Yes Jesus is beautiful, and I'm so incredibly happy to see a movement of Jesus-loving humans that are LGBTQ plus affirming and really just sharing what God has always been to me, which is the ultimate L-O-V-E in creating a home, <laughs> a church, a church a space to celebrate who we are. And Anna also shares that her father pastors and also sings in a a mariachi band and doing so, he's a little bit more open to understand that we are custom made, custom created and how condemning others can hurt deep in the soul, even if you're trying to save someone and how to let God work with his own relationships with us. And Anna also shares, growing up, I got shown to fear God, but God to me was safety to parts of life I experienced. But so Anna wants to uh, really, sh- that's that's what we love about this. And, and we appreciate you, Anna, for reaching out to help this, this Yes! Jesus community lift each other up. So Courtney, if you're listening... If you are in the Los Angeles area, Anna wants to come and and do your hair for you. She wants to she wants to lift yes, your spirits up. Yeah, get your up. hair
0: did, girl. And if and if you're not in Los Angeles it.
1: area, reach out to us, Courtney, because Anna wants to send you some goodies and hair care products. So, thank you, Anna. That is the Christ like attitude. We love that.
0: Yes, and what a nice message for David. Also, Anna, look at Anna is just talking about how. You know, um, being out uh, that there's a whole movement of Jesus-loving humans that are LGBTQ plus affirming and thanking God for that. David, mm-hmm. the movement's headed your way. Yes. Um, we're going to be right back after this message with the scripture of the day. <laughs> As we're back and it's the scripture of the day. It is Genesis 128.
1: All and right.
0: I'm sorry I, meant to, sorry, I meant to sing the song, not read Don't it. Cheat. Back,
1: Don't cheat us out of that song. <laughs> <laughs> the scripture, of the do, do, do. scripture of
0: the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. <laughs> it's soul food. As, what is it? What, what it is it?
1: Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. God blessed the humans and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and every little Azariah, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Okay, I might have added that part (laughs) in. But take dominion is the message. So, then, fill it up. Fill her up! Wow. Today's episode is about Cain and
0: Abel and Seth. Seth? Seth? Okay. Seth? As a family family am i right i mean sometimes you love them sometimes you want to kill them
1: yeah well yeah that's that might be a little too literal for this episode
0: (laughs) oh maybe it's time to do another big bible story and this time we want to focus
1: on one of the most dysfunctional families in the bible which one is that because there's there's a lot of dysfunctional families in the bible so many danny so which one are you talking about (laughs) This is the first family, the
0: OG family, the Adam and Steve, the Adam and Eve family.
1: (laughs) Yes, Adam and Steve. Yes, uh, Adam and Eve. Yes, they had kids. Well, the Bible writes about three of them, three kids that Adam and Eve had. Did they have more? We don't know. And we are going to ask a bunch of questions and wonder a lot. (laughs) Yes, but first, we're going to light up this
0: joint and take a puff because... This is a baked Bible
1: story. Okay, so we've heard the story of Adam and Eve, the first people created. The snake, the apple, any of this ringing a bell for anyone here? Anyone? I mean, we know them. <laughs> so after the whole incident with the snake and the fruit, Adam and Eve started to have kids.
0: Yes, they did. They hopped right onto the procreation station bandwagon <laughs> and started pumping out the kids like a Pez dispenser. They were told to fill the earth, so they better get cracking.
1: Honey, they took God literally. And we are reading today from Genesis 4. Feel free to read along. Genesis 4, verse 1. Now the man knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain saying, I have produced a man with the help of the Lord.
0: Okay, we need to stop right there. We could originally, we could just stop right away. Um, There's so many things to comment on. First, mm-hmm. the man knew his wife. The, knewing, the knowing and newing thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, what mm-hmm. kind of sex-shaming word is that? Mm-hmm. They all got freaky. They bumped the first uglies. Mm-hmm. They performed the horizontal tango. <laughs> they got jiggy with it. He let a rip. Like, what are they going to say? Okay. Second, fun fact the Hebrew word for produced sounds a lot like Cain. Mm. Okay. Which is why Cain got his first name. I have produced a man. I have caned a man. Mm. So, you know what I mean?
1: I've tried to cane it's, a few he's lucky, man.
0: He's lucky his name isn't Spooge. Um, <laughs> third is with the help of the Lord. We did exact, wait, what exactly did the Lord do to help? Did he cheer him on? Yes. Did he like shake the shoebox? Like when you get like two two new lizards, you like shake the shoebox. Like what are they going to do something? (laughs) But with the help of the Lord, I guess he set them up. He set them up with the help of God's tinder. I I swiped right. It
1: was the only thing. There was no swiping left allowed. God did some sort of set them up. Since God created Eve specifically to be in relationship with Adam, but we are only one verse in, so let's keep going. Genesis chapter 4, verse 2 through 5. Next, she bore his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel for his part brought of the firstlings of his flock their fat portions and the lord had regard for abel and his offering but for cain and his offering he had no regard so cain was very angry and his countenance fell i mean god likes him thick
0: (laughs) Uh, you know that's what i take away from that You know, God is like that parent that clearly has a favorite, but doesn't want to appear like he has a favorite. But like the child knows who the favorite is. (laughs) Or like when... I only know this because I'm the favorite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or like when one is really talented and gives you watercolor paintings while the other is just macaroni on a piece of paper and calling it artwork. Listen, Ross Murray, it was artwork, okay? (laughs) (laughs) My mom still has it framed in a shadow box. Oh my gosh. So continuing on, Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it.
0: And just like the parent who has two children with very different talents
1: got us to put one aside to tell him not to be so jealous. Mm, It sounds like God is setting him up, in my opinion. I think every parent has to have this talk at some point, though. And here's where it gets really juicy. Genesis 4, verse 8. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him.
0: Death was the best solution because God liked the smell of grilled meats more than a veggie <laughs> burger. What is our world coming to? <laughs> like, here's some fat for you,
1: Lord. It's my this brother. Is the beginning of the world. <laughs> and what is it coming to? All right. Yeah. So that seems like a pretty extreme response, you know, maybe, but it's what jealousy can drive you to do. So in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? <laughs> he said, I do not know. Herbal. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Okay, that
0: is a classic snotty, bratty child response. <laughs>
1: do you mind my brother's keeper?
0: Aren't you the parent? Like, who among us can say that he has never uttered such a phrase about our siblings? Like, when the parent asks, where's your brother? You go, I'm not in charge of him. <laughs> right. Meow, me me. Genesis 4:10 to 12, and then the Lord said, "What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground, and now you have cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it would no longer yield you to its strength.
1: You'll be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Oof. And there is the curse. Remember, Cain's parents are also cursed after eating that fruit. And now Cain is cursed that. his farming isn't going to be as effective. Yeah, and Cain complains that it's
0: too much. Genesis four thirteen to 16. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Today you've driven me away from the soil, and I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer of the earth, and nobody who meets me may kill me. And then the Lord said to him, Not so. Whoever kills Cain will suffer a sevenfold vengeance. Mm. And the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who came upon him would kill him. Then Cain went away
1: from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. This is interesting. So God is still punishing Cain because, well, murder is a pretty big deal. But God is still protecting <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Cain, so he's not going to let Cain die.
0: Okay, but this is where it ends up being more questions that pop up in the story. Like so far there are people alive on earth, or Adam, even Cain. Well, who's going to murder Cain? His parents? Where are all these other people from? Who do they marry?
1: I, I don't like messes, Wait. so I don't, I'm not going to. I,
0: I don't. Yeah, I'm not going in there. And
1: now we get to the next part of the story, and the questions keep piling up. Genesis chapter 4, verse 17. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch, and he built a city and named it Enoch, after his son, Enoch. (laughs) Okay, so wait, (laughs) who did Cain marry?
0: Again, we only know three living people on Earth, and who lived in this city that he built?
1: I mean, were these other people coming from? There are so many gaps in this plot. Yeah, we're going to skip a little because it involves Cain's kids and their wives.
0: Again, where are these freaking wives coming from? Are they
1: related? Are they aliens? Where are these wives coming from in the book of Genesis? They kept it in the family. And then finally, we are back to Adam and Eve right at the end of Genesis 4. So in Genesis 4, verse 25, Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another child instead of Abel because Cain killed him.
0: Seth seems a little like an afterthought, doesn't he? It's like
1: Cain and Abel and Seth. Like, <laughs> well, what? Yeah, literally created to replace Abel. So maybe he sort of was. And there's another Hebrew play on words here. Seth sounds like the Hebrew word for appointed. That's why Eve said, God has appointed for me another child.
0: God has set to me another child, hmm. basically. Uh, you know, the, uh, the parents sound pretty calm about this whole murder in the family. Like maybe they were m- more distraught, but God seems more upset about Abel's murder than Adam and Eve
1: actually do. Clearly, Adam and Eve didn't read any of the parenting books. (laughs) They were the first parents, so they literally had to make it up as they were going along. How do we feel about our son killing our other son? (laughs) Meh.
0: Yeah, I've never seen anyone cry in a movie about it. Maybe that's why they didn't react to their son murdering his brother. They just were like, oh, that seems normal. Nobody's ever
1: murdered anyone before. They gotta go somehow, someway, eventually. Maybe he'll,
0: maybe he'll like just like go into the ground and come back up as a tree that I could eat an apple off of. Oh my
1: gosh. Wow. So in recap, we have <laughs> Fratricide. Fratricide. <And> fratricide. <laughs> we have a lot of wives who are appearing out of nowhere while the city is being populated.
0: We have wordplay with Cain and with Seth. Do you think when Seth came in and he met Cain, he's like, bro, I'm new here, but I heard you've been killing it. <laughs> um, we'll
1: see. <laughs> Listen, we... I'm appointed to not be killed. <laughs> well, we'll never, never, we might never know, right, Azzy? Uh, well, no, because, you know, honestly, as we Bible wander here. I don't think my personal belief that the story of Adam and Eve is literally a true story. I think it's a myth, which doesn't mean that the message isn't true. But I don't think that they were literally true, real people, because in Jewish culture, you know, it's they how we not just in Jewish culture, but just in human nature. How we pass down our beliefs is through stories and our understanding of things and how we got here. And so, I think God is too big to be too petty to take fat as a, as a good offering and then, you know, farm goods that are not a good offering, right? You know, like, I, I don't think God's that petty is mm. what I mean to say if I said he was, anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> no, but it makes sense. But you know what? It's supposed to be unsettled because it's Bible wondering. Bible and wondering. It, this honey. is a big Bible story, honey. Um, yeah. Everyone, listen for your song of praise, your act of praise. Like, listen to this. We have a new segment. Have you heard about our episode that we Wait, had what? with Semler? Our first. The first queer artist to go number one on the Christian charts. Yes, she did. Now, you also heard from from Melinda Hale, a great ally who writes mm-hmm. about love and justice in her songs. Well, today we're going to close out with a song called Suffer in Silence oh, this is good by one. the artist Talia. Now, we want to spread the love to other queer Christian music artist. So if you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send us an email to contact at yashjesuspod.com with a link to where we can find an MP3 file of the song that you want us to consider.
1: Yes, I love adding new songs to my playlist, honey. Bring them on. All right. Our tithe, love offering, charity, act of good is reach out to your family members, your parents, or your siblings and send a message that you love them and support them even when they make you crazy or when you are jealous. Let them know your love. We just want to highlight and thank some of
0: our monthly sponsors, Autumn V, Marie L, and Cody K. Thank you for signing up and help us keep the show running. Uh, You know, please just send us a message on Instagram so we can send you a little thank you. We're so grateful for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In closing prayer, we'd like to God, we'd like to thank you for our families, uh, whether we are close together or far apart. Um, We'd like to thank you for David, who is dealing with his own family. Uh, May they please see the light, Lord, and realize that love is love, and we are all perfectly made. And for Courtney
1: and for Anna, being an answer to Courtney's prayers and those little acts of kindness that we all need. For the Church of Norway and all churches that are ready to pray and worship with LGBTQ people, and sometimes create a whole new ritual and blessing for name changes, we give you thanks for that.
0: And all our listeners out there, amen. amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yas Jesus. You can find us on social media at yes, Jesus Pod or on our website at YasJesusPod.com. If you like the show, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do so in the show notes. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share with a friend. Doing so helps us reach
1: new people and keeps the show running. You can now leave an audio a prayer request and praise report on our website, YasJesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show, so drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise
0: reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, hey, my name's Seth! We'd love to hear from you! Yes, Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi,
1: and… I'm coming, Mom! azariah southworth music sound editing and all things audio are done by chris heckman our show is produced by freaking deacon ross murray mary (laughs) special thanks to sophie serrano and meredith paulie
0: Yash jesus is brought to you by oddity oddity execs are ryan lochner jessica Bustillos, and steve michaels
1: hey sweetie remember god loves you just as you are so keep
0: praising the lord girl